Half a day, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, April 5th, 3.04 p.m. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Glad to be with you. My name's Jared Baldwin. This is episode 309 of this little live talk and variety program we call Live Till 5. And I'm so glad to have you with us today. Every Friday afternoon from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, we broadcast live, local interviews and segments. Some of them are intended to entertain you. Some are intended to educate you. Some are intended to build you up in your Christian walk and edify you. We hope that uh, we put a smile on your face this Friday afternoon and give you just a, a good alternative on your Friday drive time. Some of you might have just picked up your kids from Carline or driving around the island, running errands, just getting off work. Maybe one of those unfortunate people heading into work, although having a job is a blessing. Working on Friday nights, you just got to get used to it. But maybe we can uh, help make that time just a little easier on you with our light look at the afternoon. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m., you can catch us on The Rebound when we rebroadcast this show in its entirety, all two hours of it. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. And you can listen on 88.1 FM for that rebroadcast, or you can tune in through the internet, khmg.org, khmg.org. Just click listen, and you can listen to a crystal clear stereo stream across your computer internet enabled device you can also download different apps to listen to fm radio and i'd encourage you to do that a lot of people use the tune in apps for their smart speakers and their smartphones and tablets and then you can just look up harvest family radio guam speaking of harvest family radio guam let us know you're listening through our facebook page look up harvest family radio guam give us a little thumbs up follow us there and send us a personal private message and let us know what you think of the show give us some suggestions feedback on our whole radio station not just this show you know we we produce a number of great programs that are all available through our website khmg.org you can download different podcasts of shows that we produce here we have a large library of different resources available through our website and we want you to have access to those you can look up sermons by speaker topic passage all as a resource to you so we want to make that available to you that's on khmg.org as well now this is the first friday of april and in front of me i have this list provided by none other than bob the librarian slash registrar slash all-around great human being 
Bob is busy dealing with Iowa testing, I believe, so he couldn't come on the radio. I believe he's got a birthday this week, and I think it's uh, librarian week or month. We'll find out here as I get through this list, but let's see here. Maybe I maybe I already have it here. National, let's see, is it? Yeah, there's, there's something. It's either library week or library month. We'll get to that in a minute. I bet after uh, saying that and... And muffing that a little bit by saying it wrong, I'll probably hear from Bob the Librarian about what to say next time. Anyway, for this month, it is Brussels Sprouts and Cabbage Month. You know, my mind is blown. I never thought about it. A Brussels sprout is just like a miniature cabbage. I never connected those two. Wow. This is an educational show, at least for me. Cancer Control Month, Car Care Month. Celebrate Diversity Month, Caesarian Awareness, Community Service, Community Spirit, Confederate History, Counseling Awareness, Couple Appreciation, Cranberries and Gooseberries Month, Deaf History Month, Uh, let's see here, Defeat Diabetes Month, Emotional Overeating Awareness Month, Financial Literacy, Fresh Florida Tomato Month, Global uh, Astronomy Month, Child Nutrition Month, Grange Month. Do you know what Grange is? I had to look this up. Grange, the Grange Movement. I had to look this up here. The Patrons of Husbandry, or the Grange, was founded in 1867 to advance methods of agriculture as well as to uh, promote the social and economic needs of farmers in the United States. The financial crisis of 1873, along with failing crop prices, falling crop prices, increases in railroad fees and, and uh, to ship their crops, and Congress's reduction of paper money in favor of gold and silver devastated farmers' livelihoods and caused a surge in Grange membership in the mid-1870s. So basically, Grange is a, is a movement of agricultural folks And this is Grange Month. Very interesting. It's also Holy Humor Month, Informed Woman Month, Amateur Radio, Customer Loyalty, International Guitar, International Twit Award, Jazz Appreciation, Keep America Beautiful, Library Snapshot, Listening Awareness, Mathematics Education, Month of the Military Child, Month of the Young Child, Multicultural Communication, Anxiety Month, Autism Awareness, and National BLT Sandwich Month, to name a few. Now, what's happening this week? Well, we're in the fifth, so we are towards the end of the Explore Your Career Options Week, Golden Rule Week, Laugh at Work Week, Medication Safety, and Mule Day Week. Uh, Today is the next to the last day of National Schools Social Work Week. Uh, Let's see here. Robotics Week starts tomorrow. Bat Appreciation. Consider Christianity. Blue Ribbon Week against child abuse. Crime Victims Week. Library Week. There it is. National Library Week. Starts Sunday. Public Health Week. Volunteer Week. Window Safety Week. Oral Head Neck Cancer Awareness Week. These all start on Sunday. Passion Week. Passion Tide. 
American Indian Awareness starts on the 8th. Dental Hygienist. Work Zone Safety Awareness. Youth Violence Prevention. The Masters Tournament. Undergrad Research. Week of the Young Child. Those are all happening in the upcoming week. And then as far as days go, as I look back, of course, we had April Fool's Day. And then we had Equal Pay Day on the 2nd. The 3rd was uh, Don't Go to Work Unless It's Fun Day. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Pony Express Day and Tweed Day. You don't see much tweed around Guam. The 4th, yesterday was Bonza Butler Day, Hug a Newsman Day, and National Burrito Day. Oh, and World Rat Day. Today, Go for Broke Day, and I had to look up Go for Broke. I remember reading about this before. It's observed annual on April 5th. The phrase Go for Broke has roots in Hawaiian pigeon, meaning wager everything. Um... The strongest research for Go for Broke Day points to the 442nd Regimental Combat Team in the United States Army as the reason for this day. Uh, they were a regimental-sized fighting unit composed mainly of American soldiers of Japanese descent who volunteered to fight in World War II. It's considered to be the most decorated infantry regiment in the history of the United States Army. Go for Broke was the 442nd Regimental Combat Team's motto. So... Uh, let's see here. So that's Go for Broke Day, which is today. Gold Star Wives Day. Hospital Admitting Clerks Day. Caramel Day, or Caramel Day. Dandelion Day. Deep Dish Pizza Day. I'm getting hungry. Uh, let's see here. Raisin and Spice Bar Day. Okay, I'm not that hungry. Walk to Work Day. Tomorrow, the 6th, Army Day. California Poppy Day. Drowsy Driver Awareness Day. Every Day is Tag Day. Hostess Twinkie Day. Remember when uh, Twinkies went off the market for a little while? Yeah, one of our coworkers here made a killing on buying Twinkies at the store and reselling them, I believe. Caramel popcorn, or at least he was going to. Student Athlete Day. Tartan Day. I think that's a type of plaid. Sorry, Charlie Day. Teflon Day. Let's see here. Sunday is Coffee Cake Day, of course. Uh, let's see here. Metric System Day. Uh, handmade Day, No Housework Day, The Eighth, Draw a Picture of a Bird Day, Dog Fighting Awareness Day, Empanada Day. That's a great day. That's a great day. Trading Cards for Grown Ups Day and Zoo Lovers Day. The Ninth, Appomattox Day, Chinese Almond Cookie Day. Uh, let's see here. Be Kind to a Lawyer Day. Cherish an Antique Day is on the 9th as well. Library Workers Day is the 9th. And Winston Churchill Day. I think the 9th might be our library workers' birthday. We'll have to check on that. The 10th, ASPCA, the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Day. Encourage Young Writers Day. Golfers Day, Safety Pin Day. Bookmobile Day. Cinnamon Crescent Day. Farm Animals Day. Sibling Day. And uh, Salvation Army Founders Day. The 11th, Barbershop Quartet Day. Teen Literature Day. 8-Track Tape Day. Uh, let's see here. National Cheese Fondue Day. Hmm. Pet Day. Pie Day. Uh, Submarine Day. And uh, World Parkinson's Disease Day. And then the 12th is uh, Creativity and Innovation Day. 
International Special Librarians Day, Make Lunch Count Day, Peach Cobbler Day, Plant Appreciation Day, Record Store Day, Scrabble Day, Slow Art Day, Take Your Parents to the Playground Day, and Thomas Jefferson Day, to name a few. A lot of things happening this day, this week, and this month. Now, we're going to take a short break for Harvest Highlights. When we come back, a little more live till 5. Today's topic, favorite things. And I'm going to have a special guest here talking about his favorite things for a few minutes when we come back. This is episode 309 on this Friday, April 5th, 2019. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, back after this short break. with a little more live till five boy sometimes you click on a uh, bumper music you don't know what what it's going to be <laughs> we've had that one in the in the library for a long time <laughs> i have not clicked on that in a very long time okay great well hey uh welcome back to live till five is episode 309 on this friday april 5th 323 p.m here at the khmg studios glad to have you with us whether you're listening on live or on air glad to have you with us on this friday afternoon the topic of today's show is favorite things. And towards the end of the show, I'm going to share with you some of my favorite things. You might not care. I mean, honestly, you know, everyone has favorite things, right? Everyone has preferences and tastes. But maybe you've heard me over the last 308 episodes previous to this refer to things that I really like or this is my favorite or, you know, sometimes I kind of exaggerate or I get kind of extra excited about things. So, Today I'm going to talk about some of my favorite things, but also some of the favorite things, uh, like for example, the most favorite things purchased online last year, the top 20 things that were purchased online. But I have a special guest with me today, and uh, this guy here has been with me before, and uh, he's got to be one of my favorite uh, guests. He's in my top 50 favorite guests, and that's uh, Stephen Harper. Stephen, how are you doing today? Good. All right. Now, Stephen, I've only had about 50 guests, but you're in the top 50 for sure. So tell me, Stephen. We, I was talking to Stephen off air for our listening audience here. Stephen is Chris Harper's son, and uh, we were talking about favorite things uh, off the air, and I wanted to get him on here for a few minutes and uh, talk about some of his favorite things. And we decided we're not going to talk about favorite sisters because that's a loaded question. And he doesn't want to get himself in trouble with the sisters. But, Stephen, tell me, uh, let's talk about some of your favorite things. First off, because our listeners, they're all going to be comparing what your favorite is to what their favorite is. What's your favorite meal, your favorite dinner, favorite food? Well, I have two. Okay. I've got pizza and tacos. Now, if you could uh, choose what kind of pizza, what would the toppings be? Well, probably pepperoni or um, Hawaiian, like pineapple and... Uh, ham. Ooh. Now, see, the listening audience is divided by the ham and pineapple decision because a lot of people like ham on their pizza, but not everyone likes the pineapple. I happen to really like the pineapple on the pizza, too. I think it goes well, but some people think that's kind of weird. So pepperoni or Hawaiian pizza, and then tacos, soft shell or hard shell? Uh, usually hard shell. Soft right. tacos, uh, I'll, I'll eat them, but... 
Not exactly my favorite. Okay. All right. And then uh, let's move on to your favorite dessert. What's your favorite dessert? Coconut cream pie. Ooh. Ooh. That is a tasty dessert. That's one of those ones that always leaves me wanting to have a second piece. You know, it's hard to just eat one. It goes by so quick. It's so soft. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Uh, now, what is your favorite drink? Like, if you could pick one drink, because we got a lot of people come up here and their favorite drinks uh, are ones that they can get at the hub. But what's your favorite drink? Um, the Oreo Frap from the coffee shop. Oh, there you go. So yours is from the hub. All right. And then uh, what is your favorite game? Like, it could be a board game. It could be a video game. What would be your favorite game? Well, I like uh, a game sort of like Minecraft called World of Cubes. And I also like to play the board game Blockus. Mm, yes. I've never played Blockus, but I've seen it. I, I've seen it at the store, and I've seen other people uh, having that in their stack of games. I've never got to play it. And then finally, what's your favorite thing to do, like a hobby, besides games? Well, there's a couple things I like. Um, I like to make tents. Like, I get, like, chairs and stick a blanket mm -hmm. over it yep. and sit yep. inside of it. Sure. I also like um, playing soccer and taking photographs. Oh, yeah. How's that uh, photography going? Have you been taking photos recently? Yeah. Yeah, I remember with, we talked about that a couple months ago. Yeah, I go out with my dad and take pictures every uh, most most times. Yeah, what's what photo photos would you be say you're kind of the most proud of have, have been like your best photos so far? Well, there was this one I took that um, we were sitting by Mobile McDonald's, mm -hmm. and the cards going by there's like streaks of light because we took a long exposure, and I got a mosquito in the shot. Really. Yeah. That's cool. So is the mosquito also streaking across? No, the mosquito is on a flower that's in the foreground. So the mosquito is still, the flower is still, but then there's streaks of cars going behind. Yeah. I'm going to have to see that. We'll have to, maybe we'll see if your dad can post that to the KHMG uh, Facebook page. So, well, cool. Well, Stephen, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, what's your What's your weekend schedule looking like? I don't know. Whatever happens. So you don't have any specific thing planned for this weekend? No. No? You sound like probably at least half of our listeners are probably in the exact same uh, boat. So, well, that's cool. Well, Stephen, appreciate you coming on the air with me today and kind of just hanging out. And you're welcome to hang out as long as, as long as your folks will let you stay here. So, we're going to take a short break. But, Stephen, you're welcome to stick around if you like. Listeners, of course, you stick around as well. It is 3.29 p.m. here on this Friday, April 5th, episode 309 here at KHMG's Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. We'll be back after this short break. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings These are a few of my favorite things And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, April 5th, 3.34 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Hopefully, KHMG is one of your favorite things. This, this is definitely one of my favorite things. And this show is one of my favorite things as well. And joining in the studio, speaking of favorite things, they're more like favorite people. They're not really things. But I have uh, Stephen still with us, Stephen Harper. 
We have Sebastian Basildua and Chris Harper all here in studio. And, uh, you know, we get all kinds of favorite things up here. We, we are treated very nicely by our friends down at the hub. And so this song was kind of inspired by the theme, or this song kind of inspired the theme of this show, really. It's, the song has existed before I was born. So this is uh, Julie Andrews and Sound of Music singing favorite things. Yes. Schnitzel with noodles. Schnitzel with noodles, yes. Why not? Um, and uh, it's, uh, what, what did she say? Snowflakes on your nose and eyelashes? Yeah. I like the way she says nose and eyelashes. Yeah. Instead of eyelashes. Yeah. That's that's the way they say it in the Queen's English, I guess. So anyway, hey, glad you guys could be with me. I'd like to uh, honor our friends down at the Hub by dedicating this segment, which they actually sponsor, to the Hub, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods. And today is no exception. And there is still 22 minutes, if you're listening to the Friday afternoon show, to go by and get yourself a treat at the Hub. They are so nice down there. Tell them that we sent you. Now, we're going to play a little game we've been playing for the last 290 episodes or so. And it's called What's in My Coffee, where we partake of a drink that we don't know the ingredients of. Now, Stephen knows his because we had to make sure we gave him something that was uh, okay for him to drink. But other than that, the rest of us don't really know what we're what we're uh, tasting here. But we'll let Stephen go ahead and start. Stephen, what does yours taste like? Well, it's a little bit like, well, I know most people have had Oreo. Well, this is an Oreo flat frap. Mm-hmm. So just a think flap of- frap? It's a flap frap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That sounds please. extra tasty. Yes, it That's doesn't a tongue fly. Twister. <laughs> it doesn't fly. So, uh, why don't you describe it for the listeners who can only hear but they can't see? What does it look like? Well, it's a little bit more purple than the normal one. Um, what did you say it had in it? It's a, it's a, I believe it's a purple frap, which I think has taro powder in it. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's kind of a local favorite of one of our good friends, Ray's Romo. Yeah, I think they call it the the Romo. Or the purple frap. So you like it, purple yeah. Oreo frap. Um, if you if you if you want to know what it tastes like, just think of an Oreo with Terra in it. There you go. Okay. All right. Now, Sebastian, we don't know what yours is necessarily. What, what does it taste like? Yes, to our friends who can hear and not see, I will. I hope that your vision will be restored soon. But uh, what we have is a. <laughs> I think it's a creamy vanilla bean. Honestly, it tastes like a creamy vanilla bean. Um, it, it looks like. It's a cold drink, and it's blended, uh, blended up, and it's kind of you know like a light brown color. And I was thinking it was going to be some sort of like super sweet drink right away because usually these kinds of drinks are. But this one, it's like it's as if I was drinking a creamy vanilla bean, and it's just a blended version of it. I guess. Wow. I've never had one like this. Okay, I, that is All right. that sounds great. Actually, yes. Yes, and you've convinced yourself that that is what it is, whether it is or not. Correct. Okay, Chris, (laughs) what about yours? This is this is a hot. I have a hot drink, and it's it's quite good. It's a sweet drink. Um, It's a creamy drink. I think it has coffee in it, and it could you know sweet and creamy. You got to go with either the white mocha or the creamy vanilla bean hot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I think, but. Let me let me take one more taste here. 
It must be pretty hot because you're not able to yeah. take a big sip of it. I mean, it's fairly it's fairly hot. These I, are just delivered, um, yeah. But um, JD, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's quite good, and I I I honestly prefer the hot drinks, and um, I think this one is. I'm I'm guessing it's a white mocha. Okay, that's what All I'm right. gonna guess. Mine I poured into a cup. It's one of those uh, cups that you get oh. when you when you uh, buy over a hundred dollars worth of stuff at the ABC store, and they let you keep yeah. your receipts. I think and I know you get what it these is. these cups. I and I see the tea bag protruding yeah. from, and then it's very creamy and frothy. So mm. I'm assuming this might be a London flog. London, London, London flog. flog. Hey, it's like the flap. A London flap. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a London fog, <laughs> and the London fog is a usually. Uh, uh, some type of English breakfast tea Earl or Grey. Uh, Earl, Earl Grey tea, and then uh, vanilla, and then milk all steamed together. So it can also be um, a tea latte, a steamed. I, latte. I think it has to be Earl Grey, right? I think. Yeah. Although to be I a thought London they had. A, I've had. I thought they did a vanilla. See, London Fog, I believe, is a proprietary name. And so, like, even yeah. Starbucks can't call it London Fog anymore. It's because so of those jackets, the, 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 exactly. the expensive jackets yes. that are London yes. Fog. Yes. Yeah, which was named after an actual meteorological phenomenon called Fog in London. Anyway. <laughs> I, um, this, this show also introduced me to the London Fog, and I I really like it. They now. are good, like, right? I get, them, I get them a lot now. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe it's just uh, uh, illusory correlation, but they're really good on rainy days. Like okay. if you're if it's rainy and cold, um, okay. So who has drink number one? That's Chris, right? Uh, yeah. It's a white mocha with honey. Okay, so I they thought there was. A, I wanted bit. to say there was a little twist to it, yeah. but I I couldn't tell what. Yeah, but it's all right. It's good, but you I, have to like a sweet drink. Yeah, I think they like they threw in an extra ingredient in all these just to throw us off. So yours was a white mocha with honey, and then um, uh, Sebastian has the Oreo frap with dirt. What? So it's just like wow. regular. No, it's with espresso. Sorry, uh, I, I, they're throwing in one. Oh, yeah, extra I kind of figured. It. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't think it was actually. Dirty. That's like an April Fool's joke. Yes, an Oreo frap with dirt. With dirt, well, you know, they, taste, uh, from the dustbin. That completely destroyed the Oreo flavor. The uh, I don't taste it at all. Really? Yeah. So you, the coffee overtakes the yeah, Oreo. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, Stephen, um, we do have a listener, CW, who just texted me and asked, "Is your name spelled with a S?" Uh, uh, is it P-H or V in the middle of your name? It's P-H. P-H, just like the Bible in the New Testament there. Stephen. C-W. Okay, and uh, Stephen had the purple Oreo, which we guessed properly. And I have the London Fog Hot. So, Woo. nailed it. All right, great. Now, um, that was our uh, What's in My Coffee segment. Now, we do have some treats here. And what I want to do is take a very short break. Get a picture of these treats so we can throw them out on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to uh, enjoy some of these treats provided to us by... Did our did our Live Till 5 staff baker make these treats? She definitely did. Okay. I, I did not. I didn't know if maybe you had you had attempted to make, make some I, treats. I or? helped in getting the groceries and... Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, hey, that works. <laughs> that works. It, everyone does their part. So we're going to do our part here in a second as well. Listeners, you stick around. We're going to take a very short break and be back with more Live Till 5 after this.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's episode 309 on this Friday, April 5th, 3.46 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us. We're all enjoying our drinks provided to us by The Hub. And it's not too late. You have about 13 minutes to get down there to The Hub and get yourself something to drink. Tell them that we sent you. These London Fogs are pretty spectacular, by the way. Very, very good. Everyone likes their drinks up here today. We're always grateful. But sometimes, you know, we might not all match up to the drink we get. And But once someone has sipped on it, we can't, like, just trade it because we're afraid of each other's germs. Hey, um, before I get back into uh, – I'll, I'll turn these guys' mics on. They can comment if they want. But I came across this article uh, from a website called Indie, and they had a list of some of the biggest mistakes ever made in history. Some of the biggest mistakes ever made. Uh, Here's one. Turning down J.K. Rowling. Twelve publishing houses rejected J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter manuscript before Bloomsbury finally uh, took her on on following the advice of the company's chairman, eight-year-old daughter, Alice. So all these companies turned her down, and then eight-year-old Alice gave her parents' advice. Number two. James Howells bought 7,500 bitcoins in 2009 when their value was next to nothing. By 2013, one bitcoin was worth 613 pounds, um, giving the Welshman a portfolio of 4.5 million pounds. The only trouble? He'd left his hard drive tucked away in a drawer for years and then threw it away without a minute's thought. After realizing his mistake, he made a hopeful trip to his local landfill site where he was told the hard drive could be at any spot under the five feet of rubbish. So he lost whatever 4.5 million pounds are. That's a lot. I heard that story. No, boy. And there's no other way to get your Bitcoin back. So Uh, cryptocurrency. Number three, not buying Google for one million Google founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin approached Excite CEO George Bell in 1999, saying they were looking to sell the search engine for about $1 million. With Bell not keen on the initial offering, the pair went down to 750000 in an attempt to tempt him, but he still rejected it. Today, Google is valued at around $365 billion. Oops. Did you hear about the, uh, the guy who bought the domain name for Google? Because they for, it was like they had forgotten to renew it or something like that and it was the, and he was able to buy it for like a couple bucks oh wow and, then, but and they had to buy it back from the, him he 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 um what, what did he do i think he gave it back to them um as it was kind of like a yeah a, a joke almost yeah and uh and they gave him like six thousand six dollars and 13 cents and it spelled oh, out google okay, okay. <laughs> and uh wow <laughs> and yeah, for it to yeah as a sign of goodwill, but the guy just donated to like charity. I've but heard yeah. of people that uh, that look for um, expired domain names or domain names that haven't been taken yet. They're kind of prospecting, and then you have to buy them from them. So um, here's another big mistake in history: not shooting Hitler. 1914 oh. British soldier Henry Tandy, who went on to become the most decorated private in the First World War came across an injured and unarmed Lance Corporal Adolf Hitler in the ditch, but reportedly decided not to shoot him in cold blood, although there's some dispute over the accuracy of this story. 
Uh, let's see here. I'll turn Chris's mic on, too. Selling 610,000 shares of something instead of one. 2005, a Japanese trader cost his company 190 million pounds after a so-called fat finger trade. That means when your finger's too big and you hit the keys too many times. <laughs> um, he sold 610,000 shares for one yen apiece instead of selling, selling one share for 610,000 yen. Oops. Despite repeated requests from uh, Mizuho Securities to cancel the trade, the Tokyo Stock Exchange refused to comply, and the company was forced to buy back the shares at an inflated cost. Oh, man. Uh, Let's see here. Angering Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, the ruler of the Mongol Empire, had sought to open diplomatic trade with its links uh, to the Aladdin Muhammad Shah of the neighboring uh, Quermazid Empire, modern-day Iraq and Iran, oh, okay. in the 13th century. <laughs> However, after the offer was rejected and a Mongol diplomat was beheaded, Khan reacted furiously, sending an estimated 200,000 warriors and utterly destroying the empire. Next. Uh, let's see here. Facebook turned down programmers Brian Acton and Jan Coombe at job interviews in 2009. A few years later, Facebook paid... 19 billion pounds, oh no, 11.4 billion pounds for WhatsApp, the company that the pair had developed Facebook after being rejected. Did? Yep. Why is this in pounds? This is America. Well, because this is a, a British, <laughs> British. British uh, <laughs> online <laughs> journal. Uh, ordering trains that were too wide. The French State Railway, SNCF, spent 15 billion on a new fleet of trains this past year, actually. Unfortunately, they were too wide for 1,300 station platforms across the country, a problem that will cost an estimated 36 million pounds to fix. It's like ordering a big new car without checking the width of your garage, said the SUD SUD Rail Trade Union leader. Uh, Let's see here. What would be another one? Misspelling a company name. Here you go. The British government was sued nine million pounds after a clerical error inserting a rogue letter S um, on the wrong company that was recorded to be in liquidation. More than 250 people lost their jobs when company's house mistook 124-year-old Welsh family business called Taylor and Sons for Taylor and Son, a company that filed for bankruptcy in 2009. That's not good. Just for, just so people understand, well, a pound is worth about a dollar thirty in the U.S. Okay, yes. yeah. okay. Right. I wasn't sure where that, how much that was. <laughs> uh, here's another one: uh, tetraethyl lead. The compound tetraethyl lead was first put in petrol in 1922, or gas, as we say in the states, when American chemist Thomas Migley discovered it uh, to help fuel burn more slowly and smoothly. However, it has been known to be harmful to humans, basically, and so. Killed a lot of people. That was a big mistake. And the burning of the library at Alexandria. Libraries become a symbol for the loss of cultural knowledge, having been one of the largest, most significant libraries in the ancient world before it was burned down. An act attributed to various historical figures, such as Julius Caesar, Aurelian, and Umar. It didn't send us back to the Stone Age, but burning irreplaceable knowledge and literature is appalling and short-sighted. And then there are some others as well, but Mm. big mistakes. You know what was not a big mistake? Hiring a live till five staff baker, probably one of the <laughs> yeah. best decisions we ever made. Hiring a live till five staff Cost baker cost us top dollar, but you know it's been worth it. It's been worth every penny and more. 
and the the and more is uh, under understated there. We're eating some treats here. We have about five minutes left, so let's let's talk about these treats that the staff baker made, and then after the top of the hour, we're going to do a quiz. Yeah, yeah. Go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. After the top of the hour, we're going to do a quiz. Lauren should be coming up with this day in history. But for now, let's just dedicate a few moments of respect to these delectable treats that people can see the picture on live till on uh, KHMG's Facebook page. You can't have one, but you can no. see the You picture. can imagine them. Right. So, Sebastian, yes. we can each try and guess an ingredient. Uh, yeah, so basically, these are called seven-layer bars. Ooh, okay. okay. Not like seven-layer bean dip. That's a whole different dish. Or a seven-layer burrito. Yeah, seven-layer bur- beef. Yes, All of right? them. Awesome. Okay. So, All the layers, it's called a seven-layer bar. And, okay. And so there's... Is seven different ingredients that pretty much makes up the the bar. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I want you guys to try and guess what the bar is made out of. Okay, uh, coconut. Oh, so we got coconut. That's low hanging fruit, Chris. Um, <laughs> butterscotch chips. Yes. Chocolate chips. Is that what that is? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, semi sweet chocolate chips. Mm. Oh, semi sweet. Oh, I mm. should have known. Uh, I think there might be a little bit of caramel drizzle on there. Nope. No, no caramel drizzle. <laughs> okay, I guess, um, I guess I, I'll that, let Chris go. Is that um, is that like graham cracker crumbs? Yeah, is that what graham that is? cracker crumbs. Yeah, I thought I thought so. And I don't know, <laughs> Jared. You're just gonna have to eat another one to, to really Literally analyze it. About put his nose on one. So be <laughs> careful which one you um, take. I don't know what else. There's there, a type of nut on there, maybe. Oh, walnuts. Is there a nut? Yeah, walnuts. Yeah. Okay. Of Correct. I get credit for that, even though Chris gave me the assist. <laughs> so how many Chris have we assist. got so far? Yeah, five? five. Um, You're missing two there, more things. Is that... Um, is the, There's a white goo yeah, on there. Yeah, white goo. There's a white goo. Is it sweetened condensed milk? There it is, Chris. I'm you, nailing this woo. one. And I'm not even... I, Chris, I don't you should be any, a baker. I don't cook anything in my, <laughs> or bake anything my whole life. There's one last thing. It's There's, kind of a basic ingredient, actually. That might give it away. Um, hmm. So, uh, it's, butter. Yeah, butter. butter. Mixed with the graham Because I, I guessed all six, and, and then I was like, what's the seventh layer? And then yep. it's like, it's butter, but it's butter. not really a layer. It's just more worked yeah. into the... It's in there, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, in there. And without it, we would not have such a wonderful dish. It would oh, yes. be bad to so have a layer of butter in there. Seven mm. layer... Mm. Very mm. delicious, very it's, delicious. They're amazing, actually. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, quite the treat. Thank you to Jessica, our Live Till 5 staff baker. We appreciate it. I might have to add these to my favorite uh, uh, dessert bar. Mm. Dessert bars. Oh, yeah. Uh, they I, they might have just edged out the lemon bar. Ooh. They, because oh, man, I can't I edge think out lemon bar. It, you know, I it, can't she, do it. She makes a delicious uh, lemon like like uh, loaf. Mm-hmm. Lemon loaf, yeah. Lemon oh, loaf. it's Man. so good. Even Man. though you described it in such a terrible way, it still sounds good. <laughs> a, lemon, a lemon loaf, like a like a. And there's mm, like a there's like, like a little drizzle potatoes. on top, like okay, a, like yeah. a glaze on top. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And if it's warm, it's extra. Yes. Good. The thing yes. is, usually they call something loaf if it's bad. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They, yeah. they say, well, although it's I've had pumpkin loaf, loaf is good, you know, oh, but yeah. yeah, but meat loaf and. You know. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I like well, lemon, lemon loaf is, uh, sounds uh, like a pound, L. like a lemon pound cake or something like that, with the drizzle, with the the powdered sugar uh, icing drizzle. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Oh yeah, but these here seven layer bars. Okay, wow. Seven good reasons. 
to start your own radio program and go about 309 episodes. Yeah. Because it starts to pay off. After about 308, the payoff starts coming. You yes. get to hire bakers. You get to have people like Steven on the show. You get to have this whole support staff, millions of listeners, all the millions. downloads, the sponsors, the Marconi Awards. I mean, they just, the, 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 the benefits just pile up. Am I right? There's a okay. lot of accolades and a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah, a lot of anecdotal things that maybe yes. are immeasurable or, or even fictional. But, yes. Uh, or yeah. perhaps even fictional. Yeah. Yes. But we do, guaranteed, we do get the occasional treats from our staff baker. We get these wonderful drinks and treats from the hub, who also brought up some chocolate muffins. I mean, what a day to be uh, on live till five because we got these delectable treats. But you know what it's time for? It's time for the top of the hour of the news. And so I uh, wanted to say thank you very much to Stephen Harper for being on the show today with us. Stephen, thanks for, thanks for coming up, buddy. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. We're going to take a break for the top of the hour news. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. SRN News is up next, followed by our second hour of episode 309 on Live Till 5. the second hour of Live Till 5. It's 4.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries. From the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, this is Live Till 5 on 88.1 FM. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. This is episode 309. And for those of you that might have missed the announcement last week, this is our next to last episode. Next week, episode 310. We are going to be ending the show. Not like ending, like terminating its life. More like ending a long around the world flight that has lasted for 310 hours. And now we've been refueling, but you 620 know. 620 hours. Yeah. 620 yeah, hours. Two hours. And uh, then, you know, it, we're, we're going to land the plane. We're not crashing. We're not, we're just, it's time to land the plane. We, we used up the plane for everything. It was an, it's really more like a satellite, I guess, because that could actually do that. It could rotate the earth for six years and, you know, for all these, all these times and be broadcasting. And it's just time to retire it in a way that honors all the work we've put into it and honors the audience, of course. And so next week, episode 310 will be the final episode of Live Till 5 as we know it. Maybe another emanation of Live Till 5 will come up somewhere down the road or someone will dust off the archives, <laughs> pull out this, this old hard drive and say, whoa, we need to bring this back. What is this treasure? Or they'll accidentally bury it in the landfill. <laughs> or it could be in the landfill with the Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. You know, another valuable thing lost to the landfill. But in, in any, any regards, uh, yeah, next week, episode 310 will be the end of Live Till 5. And, uh, you know, it's a bittersweet time, and not not just 
totally sad about it, though, because I feel like we did everything and more that we wanted to accomplish. <laughs> like, everything we ever wanted to do with Live Till 5. We meaning, you know, me, Chris, John Collier, uh, when he helped me get us started, all the people that have provided all the, the content, the guys that do the segments like Sebastian and Lawrence and some of the guys that were historically here back in the day, Zach and Nick and people like that, all the guests... We really did everything we were hoping to do, which was really just entertain and inform and make it a, a, a fun variety type show. And I think we've done that. We've offered that. And and it's good to kind of bring it to a close. It's a, it's a new chapter in my life coming up anyway. New chapter for uh, uh, my wife and my family. And so it's good to close this chapter on Live Till 5. So don't be sad for us. I know I got a few very nice comments since last week since I made the announcement, and I appreciate that. And I know um, it will be, it's going to be weird on a Friday afternoon to have that time free. For Chris, it'll be weird. He'll actually get to go home before 7 p.m. on a Friday night sometimes. Would that be accurate? Yeah, well, I hope so. First, the first week without live till 5, I'm just going to go home a little early. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. And maybe, you know, yeah. console yourself with some of these seven layer bars. They'll be you might be then. able to retain. You might be able to retain Jessica as the KHMG baker. So broaden her title, great. double her pay. Okay, and uh, no, and maybe no, she'll no, make, no, no, no. I'm married to. Her. I say triple the triple pay. her <laughs> pay. All right, say no more. Done. Okay, because I would say Signed that's off. one thing. Yeah. That's one thing that should continue beyond. That that is something that should outlive the show. As soon as the show ends, I'll sign all the paperwork. Okay. All right. Yep. And hopefully she's listening right now so that <sighs> she knows what's coming. All right. Start her own little KHMG bakery shop. And, you should. Uh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the restroom. Turn it into a, a full bakery, full service bakery. People can come up anytime they want. That's grab right. a little KHMG muffin. They'll they'll smell <laughs> wafting, wafting across the air. You know what they don't know is secretly hitting in hidden in the air are air waves of radio broadcast. But then they're also inhaling the 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 waves coming across of of smells of baked goods and sweets. And lemon loaf, or whatever else you call Broadcasting it. waves and smells. There you go. Yeah. We could change the logo. <laughs> radio, steam. It's radio so good you can smell it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes. It's no longer yeah. the theater of the mind. It's also Where's the theater KHMG? of the nostrils. Follow your nose. <laughs> yeah. Toucan Sam. <laughs> okay. So uh, before, I wanna, I'm going to see if Lawrence makes it up here in the next three minutes. So I'm going to uh, go with a few Stranger Than Fiction. Then we're going to do our quiz uh, in about five minutes here. But... So in Japan, I saw this pop up on uh, social media, and then I saw an article about it from Reuters here, but uh, this just came out. Japanese printers rushed to turn out calendars emblazoned with the new Imperial Era name on Tuesday as the public tried to make sense of the meaning of Reiwa, Reiwa, a day after its unveiling gripped the nation. The new era began May 1st. Uh, begins May 1st when Crown Prince uh, Naruhito ascends uh, the Chrysanthemum throne a day after the abdication of his father, Emperor Akihito, bringing uh, an end to the 31-year Hasai era. The name Gengo figures in daily life on coins, driver's license, official paperwork, as well as the counting years, in counting years, though many Japanese also use the Western calendar. But Reiwa's meaning has generated confusion and controversy. 
The first character, Ray, or Rai, Ray, R-E-I, is often used to mean command or order, imparting an authoritarian nuance that offends some. Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and his government prefer good or beautiful in the less widely known sense, so they're taking more of the obscure definition. The second character, Wa, W-A, is defined as peace or harmony, and together they mean beautiful harmony. Japan's consulate in New York said in a bid to dispel confusion, it does not mean order and harmony, as has been reported in the press. means peace and harmony. So there you go. The uh, forceful nuance has offended some, though, apparently. It's almost so it's like, a big deal. It's almost like a command to have harmony. Yes. Yeah. Harmonize or else. Yeah. You shall know our peace by force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, that's happening in Japan. Maybe you've heard of it. And then in uh, Russia, here's another, you know, kind of the opposite end of the the uh, sublime. Um, this is in a name of a place in Russia I have a hard time pronouncing. Krasnoyarsk. Krasnoyarsk, Russia. Um, let's see here. Basically at a Russian zoo. I won't go through all the details. They put um, a picture of the two Ukrainian presidents on a, a, a bottle and uh, they had the bear in the zoo oh no it was on a squash not a bottle the three presidents they put the faces on these three squashes it looked like a butternut squash or something and then the the bear got to choose who he thought would be the next Ukrainian president hmm. by eating the by squash by eating the squash yeah oh. basically biting off the paper head and then eating the squash that doesn't sound like a, a great omen for the uh if you want no. to call it that, no. for the new president. I don't know how that affects the Russian-Ukrainian relations and all that. You know, yeah. might, might, might strain relations a little bit. Here's something that strains relations uh, out of New York. It is acceptable to sell French fries that are not made in France. But a new lawsuit says it is not acceptable to sell potato skin snack chips that are not made from potato skins. New York City woman Wednesday sued TGI Fridays in a proposed class action claiming that the company, known for its restaurants, misleads consumers by, quote-unquote, selling potato skins that contain potato flakes and potato starch, but no skins. Well, if that if that goes through, then anything called juice that doesn't have actual juice in it would have to be... Yep, yep. You know. uh, there's probably some people waiting in the wings to oh, sue sure. over the juice scandal of 2019. <laughs> Never know. Yeah. And finally in the news, I think it was Hug a Newsman Day uh, this past week. Nobody and, hugged me. Yeah. Except I think it was my like wife, probably. Tuesday or something. Hug a Newsman Day. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Texas, civil court judge accidentally resigns. On April Fool's Day, resignation prank, one Texas civil court judge wishes it were so. A newly elected judge in Houston accidentally resigned on Monday, according to local media and a county official, after he shared plans online to run for the state Supreme Court, apparently unaware that the Texas Constitution considers such an announcement an automatic resignation. The Harris County no. Civil Court Judge Bill McLeod did not immediately respond to a request for comment. He's probably worried he's going to get in trouble for responding. Article 16, Section 65 of the state's Constitution says that a judge's announcement of candidacy for another office, quote, shall constitute an automatic resignation of the office then held, end quote. 
The county sheriff, the county's attorney's office, will present the matter to county commissioners next Tuesday. Uh, let's see here. The judge's supporters have organized on social media. Basically, McLeod, a Democrat, was sworn in last November after winning the county's civil court number four race with 55% of the vote. Well, they declare their um, their party affiliation as a judge. That's a strange. Yeah, that's, that's that's a, make sense, that's doesn't make sense. That's not it? a tradition in most no, states. No, hmm, That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is that so you can have a competitive, like a two-party process or something? I don't know. I, I guess that gives usually you maybe a, some insight into how they might vote as a judge. Per, you know, they usually they'll be uh, somebody will say this judge was appointed by Republican or yes, re- appointed right. by Democrat. Right. But they usually don't have party affiliations. Yeah, that's, that's kind of unusual. And, you know, knuckleheaded move by probably a very brilliant person. He to, didn't do the reading. No, he and didn't do the it is kind of their that's, job to know the job. law I, and the state constitution. Yeah, yeah. Should be an expert. Okay, anyway, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to play Sebastian's quiz, maybe a little This Day in History, and uh, some more of my favorite things. So stick around, listeners. This is episode 309 on Live Till 5. It is 4.15 p.m. on this Friday, April 5th. Glad to have you with us more after this short break. with a little more live till five it's friday april 5th 4 19 p.m here at the khmg studios talking about a lot of things today but one of the topics the main topic is favorite things and before we get into one of my favorite things which is sebastian's quiz now the things that come from the basil dua families my favorite my favorite things in this order any baked good is number one mm-hmm and everything else is number two. So the quiz does come in a close second to all the baked goods that come from the Basil Dua family. I'll, 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 I'll make sure to let my son know that. Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, he's not a thing. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so before, before we get into your quiz here, let me read you some of the 20 most popular or favorite things that were bought this past year. And some of this would be online purchases, or it could also be uh, in the store, like brick and mortar purchases. Number one. Favorite thing bought last year, the Instant Pot. Oh, yeah. The Instant Pot, seven-in-one pressure cooker. Um, I bought one of those last year. Yeah, you advertised to me that I should get one, too. It's really, we use it all the time now. Almost, we probably use it four or five times a week. Really good. Uh, Number two, Echo Dot, third generation. I bought an Echo Dot this last year We talked about the Echoes last Yes, we talked about smart speakers last week. Yep. (laughs) Number three, Contigo travel mugs. I see people using these. It's the one with the little the little button oh, on the side. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's um, it's kind of like the travel mug version of the Hydra Flask. So it's kind of the new fad. The Contigo travel mug. Uh, you push the button and then you can sip it. Number four, not available on Guam. Home Chef meal kits. Number five. The Yuffie 
Robovac 11S Slim Robot Vacuum. I think it's kind of like the Roomba, but it's the Eufy Robovac. Um, my wife told me I need to get her one of these eventually, someday, when we have more. We carpet. have a Roomba. So. You do have a Roomba? Oh, yes. Does and it work? Yeah. It's, uh, sometimes it'll be frightening because he'll be running at night for some mm-hmm. odd reason that we didn't program So it's a he. You, you, have you named it? Yeah, his name is Nacho. Nacho. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And uh, Yeah, so we always yell, Nacho, what are you doing? Because he's <laughs> cleaning when he shouldn't be. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, here's another one that we bought this year, a Harbor Meat Thermometer. Um, maybe it's because of the all the cooking shows or whatever, but a meat thermometer, a digital meat thermometer. Uh, next one, <clears throat> the WizGear magnetic phone mount. WizGear magnetic phone mount. That's one of the top things purchased this last year. Looks like it's a a sticky uh, magnet that you put on the counter, the uh, like on your car dashboard, and then you put one on the back of your phone holder, your phone case. Uh, next. Uh, okay, here's another uh, carpet machine. The e- Ecovacs D-Bot N79S Smart Robot Vacuum. That's also one of the top 20 things purchased. Uh, here's one. Number nine, Ancestry DNA Testing Kits. We talked about this a little bit. I got one of those. Yes, yes. And you were part <laughs> part uh, Mexican. Yeah, we, we actually had a... Like a substantial amount of like English, mm-hmm. and when I brought it up in like the family chat, my brother's like, "Wait, so we're not Mexican?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another one: the All Clad, one of the most coveted names in cookware. The All Clad cookware is number ten. Number eleven: the Fire TV Stick streaming device. I also bought one of those. This those are year. super cheap. I think they are. You can get them for like thirty-five dollars. Once you understand their purpose, I think that's when people will probably try Yeah, them. yeah. They, oh man, it, it really makes things. Here's another one, probably strictly because of social media, because pictures are worth a thousand words. The Active Wow Teeth Whitening Charcoal Powder. It's like that black powder people put on their teeth, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're eating dirt. Yeah, and it makes your teeth white. Uh, 13, the Revlon Infrared Hair Dryer. Some of our listeners might have that, the Infrared Hair Dryer. Number 14, Crock-Pot Express Crock 8-in-1 Electric Multi-Cooker. Oh, it's 8-in-1 instead of 7-in-1. So it's the the uh, basically the Crock-Pot brand answer to the Instapot. Number 15, Lyrics Wi-Fi Water Leak and Freeze Detector. This is probably not as big of a deal in Guam because we have all tile floors and everything, but if you had a house and you uh, had the potential for frozen pipes or things like that, you can put this in. It's just like plugs into the outlet, and it has a little little wire that lays along the ground mm. near somewhere that you might have water running. Number 16, the Califon 10-inch nonstick frying pan. Ooh, that's a nice one. Uh, Calphalon, sorry. 17, the Rav Power QI wireless charging pad. Oh, what? I wouldn't mind trying one of those. Charging pad. Yeah, you yeah. lay the phone on it. You don't have to plug it oh, in. And well, it recharges I got my wife a charging. Like, yeah, you see them all the time with the, like the kids now. They have like a separate little yes battery bank. Yes, yep. And we got one of those. This one here has a battery that charges through the case, yeah. so you don't have to actually plug it in. Uh, the let's see here the Nidra Luxury Sleep Mask, the Barefoot Dreams Cozy Chic Light Circle Cardigan. I think my wife actually has one of those. The PlayStation 4 Slim 1 terabyte Spider-Man bundle. Mm. Very popular this past year. So those are 20 <laughs> things. 20 of 
people in America's favorite things, most favorite things. And not, not the same as the Julie Andrews. Let's, matter of fact, what does Julie say are some of her favorite things? Bright copper kettles and warm woolen No instant pots. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. No Roomba. These are a few of my favorite things. Yep, yep. How about a meat thermometer, Julia? Julie? Cream colored ponies. Oh, no. No. Doorbells and sleigh yep. bells and schnitzel. Schnitzel with noodles. With noodles. That's the one mm. that everyone likes. That's what everyone remembers there. So, okay, that's from uh, Sound of Music. My favorite things. That's if you Google my favorite things, that's probably the very first thing that comes up. The lyrics and everything that go with that. So all right. Well, one of my favorite things happens to be quiz. That's right. It's quiz time, and I call this quiz a foolish quiz. Because it's actually about April Fools, uh, since we just had April Fools recently. I didn't really think about it like the day just kind of passed by i had no idea i guess it's a good thing i didn't really even see any you know usually on the internet you'll see something that happened but i honestly i didn't see much i saw uh one or two i saw one um youtube channel where they tried to convince the viewers that they were eating invisible food oh that was kind of a lame (laughs) attempt and then i saw um there was another one oh I saw one from the United States Air Force, actually. I didn't initially realize it was a... So it actually worked on me, where they're now authorizing full beards on men in the United States Air Force, mm-hmm. which is total fiction. That, yeah. that don't, That's not going to happen. So <laughs> don't that start, was... Don't start growing That was April today, Fool's. Guys. That was an April Fool's, yeah. So that's the Air Force's way of pranking you. Ha ha! Now we can kick you out. No, just kidding. <laughs> Air Force is a great place. Okay, Sebastian, tell us a little bit about this quiz. All right, so all these are kind of... Um, it's kind of the April Fool's Hall of Fame, you know, history. Uh, big big companies are, are just organizations pulling off some pranks on on uh, people. So uh, I only have four questions, so keep that in mind. And uh, all of them are multiple choice. So we'll start with Chris and with Jared. Yes. First question: Which restaurant took up a full page advertisement in USA Today advertising a left handed version? Of one of their famous burgers, mm. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, or Jack in the Box, which one advertised a left-handed burger? Well, <laughs> Jack in the Box is a very whimsical brand. Yes, and it seems like something they might do, but but Wendy's often has funny, humorous commercials as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's kind of a toss-up between those two for me, but. I think since it's more obscure, I'm going to go with Jack in the Box. Mm, okay. I love that. I don't know what they... I, I haven't been to a Jack in the Box in many years, but they have a some kind of burger with sourdough. There's one yes. here on Guam, right? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. there one? Yeah, there is. So you go over to where Micro Mall is and yeah, turn okay. left on Marine Corps Drive, and it's right there. There's a Foodies, a oh, gas boy. station, and Jack in the Box. And it's probably the cheapest fast food Wow, and they serve everything from like waffles to spaghetti to grilled cheese sandwiches. In the states, they had like okay. large signs, right? Like the, yeah. there'd be like a, yeah. a tall pole with yeah. Like this a big one old not so much. On. This one not my, so my much. My dad actually helped put one of those up in San Antonio. Yeah. I think so. So Jack, Jack in the Box, I agree with you about the whimsical. The yes. the only thing makes me think more. So McDonald's takes itself way too seriously, right? And Burger yeah. King, I don't know. I mean, maybe. But they I have the guy I, that's the king. Yeah, and, and that's funny. just kind of yeah. The yeah. but Wendy's is famous on Twitter for their 
because they troll all the other hamburger oh, yeah, places. Yeah, they have yeah. Wendy's is is and they're very responsive. If you uh, tweet, they'll put something back out. And so I'm gonna go with Wendy's. That it's a clever Wendy's campaign. All right, you're both wrong. Oh, really? It's Burger King. The really? Le- the left-handed Whopper had its condiments shifted 180 degrees in order to satisfy those left-handed eaters. So, <laughs> Wow, they got us. It's a safe I would have fallen for it. It's yeah. a safe one. I would have been like, oh, this is a, this is a Wendy's that's, ad. That's the thing about the, the April Fool's jokes. You got to make sure it's safe. You got to run it by that's some right. sober-minded you people. You don't want to accidentally resign from your post as a judge yeah. by accidentally putting out that you're running for another office. Yeah. Yeah, right. It could happen in Texas last week. Oh, okay. Well, next question. The NPR show Talk of the Nation announced a former president was going to be running in the 1992 election with the slogan, I didn't do anything wrong and I won't do it again. Which president were they referring to? Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, Bill Clinton, or Gerald Ford? Well, um, since Nixon had to resign, I'm going to guess Nixon. Yes, and I'm going to block... With also saying Nixon. Good job. It was Nixon. Uh, I'm not a crook. That's what he said. I am not a crook. I I love the slogan. I didn't do anything wrong, and I won't do it again. And I won't do it again. That's what every kid going into the principal's office should say. I didn't do anything wrong, Mr. Nagengast, and I won't won't do it again. again. (laughs) Yeah, it was comedian and Nixon impressionist Rich Little and NPR's John Hockenberry teamed up up to pull Man of a million voices or man of a thousand voices, I think they called him. Yeah, John Hockenberry, uh, um, a famous newsman mm-hmm. as well, yep. is uh, in a wheelchair. Really? Actually. I yeah. didn't know that. John Hockenberry, uh-huh. I believe. All right, well, so far the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Yes, I'm winning. We're halfway through the quiz. Third question. In 1962, Sweden, the only television station at the time broadcasted black and white. The station's technical expert appeared on the news to announce that anyone could have colored television by stretching what material over their screens? Oh, wow. <laughs> Cotton, nylon, silk, or velvet? Cotton, nylon, silk, or velvet? This, this wow. uh, technical ex- expert said that all you have to do is cover your television by stretching, stretching Cotton, this, this material over your television. Cotton, nylon, silk, or velvet? It has to be something that they they somebody would have on hand. I don't think you'd have silk or velvet on hand right at that moment. So this is in Sweden. What year was this? In 1962. Yeah, the Swedes in the 60s. I mean, they might. <laughs> they have were had. wild. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, velvet. Know everything was covered in velvet. Um, <laughs> they just had rolls of velvet laying what, around. What was okay? So there's cotton. There's velvet. There's ni- I'm going to say nylon. Nylon. I'm going to say nylon as well because that's the stretchiest of all the things yeah. you can stretch. You both are correct. It is the nylon. Yes. When the technician demonstrated the technique, thousands were convinced to try the same. In reality, <clears> they would <throat> have to wait a further eight years for color broadcasts to begin. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My mom does this thing where she, um, she says, if she thinks you have a nice TV, she'll say, oh, that's a beautiful colored television. Mm-hmm. And I always say, mom... You don't all. have to say colored yep. television yep. anymore. I mean, yep. we're past the days yep. when uh, yep. you need to say colored television, but 
Sebastian's yeah. lifetime, they really haven't sold black and white no, televisions. No. Um, it's it's all been since like the 1970s. Yeah. They've had all color. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Final question. Only two answers or two multiple choice. All right. Which April Fool's joke is the BBC responsible for? Claiming the Earth has exploded or claiming the Big Ben was going digital? Uh, I think they said the the Earth exploded and there were no survivors, I think is what the headline mm. said. And I think that was the BBC. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. So do we either just to <laughs> not lose? Oh. Because I'm I'm afraid that you have the right answer, but if you're wrong, I could win. I don't know why I always try to convince other people that <laughs> I have the right. You know, like, no, but you're very convincing. You convince people for a living. You're you're a wordsmith. <laughs> oh, okay. um, use a little. Uh, you're using a little psychology on me here. You know what? I'm gonna go with Big Ben going digital. That was a funny one, but that wasn't that didn't belong mm. to the BBC. Yeah, the article, the the title was The Earth Has Exploded, Killing Everyone, and the yeah, subline was everyone. The Earth Has Exploded, It Happened Suddenly, There Were No Survivors. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> We're all dead. I'm writing this from the afterlife, oh, is what they said. And a picture of the Earth uh, exploding. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that the Big Ben going digital, and then if you look up online, yeah. there's a funny picture of like like a digital yeah. like yep. overlay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, a prank. That actually did happen, and apparently, like one of the guys in the Jap, like Japanese Navy, he heard this and he called right away because they said, "If you call, um, since we're going digital, um, if you're one of the first ones to call, we're gonna give you the the hands of the clock." Oh boy! So he was one of the first. Sounds one like to something call like him. a like a, a radio disc jockey would do, yeah. like one of those types yeah. of. Yeah, it also sounds like something that someone somewhere has thought was a good idea, right? Yeah. Like they yeah. were like. Yep. We should make it digital, man. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And they were yeah. like, actually, no, are you crazy? And, no. And not many people actually liked the joke. Like, it didn't do so well. No. Um, well, I mean, it is the UK. With, I mean, they, they have ben. tradition. They yeah. have tradition. Yeah. Big Ben is like <laughs> up there, uh, literally and figuratively. Well, uh, thanks for uh, bringing the quiz there, Nobody Sebastian. won. Sorry. Nobody, he, he got the last one right. Oh, I got that's it wrong. true. Sorry. Chris, you win. Oh, right. but I get the good sportsman award. That's right. <laughs> because that's what happens when you lose, but you help the other guy win. That's my sure. high school basketball team. Good sportsman award every year. <laughs> my high school basketball team didn't win, but like three games my whole high school career. What we would do is that we would give that to the guy that we liked, you know, because the, the mm-hmm. team could vote on it or whatever. Yep. Yep. You know, we would give it to the guy that we liked, but never got to play. That's, you know, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of the other thing that again, you can do. Again, good sportsman yeah. award right here. It's a good sportsman. I get the coaches award, the good sportsman award, the most improved award, the Daniel award, the overcomer award, the coat of many colors award. You know where everyone like hates oh, them, throws oh, them in, the, oh, throws them throws in, the pit. in a pit. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of awards <laughs> there. So awesome. Well, thank you very much, Sebastian, yeah. and uh, thanks, Chris, for playing along with that yeah. great game. We're going to take a short break now, and when we come back, going to talk a little bit about some of my favorite things. So, listeners, stick around. There's more live till five after this. It's four thirty six p.m. on this Friday, April fifth. Here on live till five. If you ever miss part of the show. Saturdays, noon to 2. Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound on 88.1 FM or online at khmg.org. You can also download the podcast through khmg.org 
Follow us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Give us a give us a little thumbs up. Leave us a nice little comment, and then stay tuned for all the times we upload things or put out something new. You'll see a link there on our Facebook page. You can contact us through our website, khmg.org, or you can stop by the studio Monday through Friday business hours and visit Chris and Sebastian and Deb and the whole crew up here. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5. more live till five want to take a couple minutes before i talk about my favorite things to talk about a much overlooked department in most organizations yet without this department the proverbial wheels of the proverbial vehicle in the proverbial organization would fall off in a proverbial way it's the human resources department i mean if you have to manage any resources Human resources would be the resources you would want to manage the best or the most effectively. And so we have a great human resources department here on our campus, here at Harvest, and uh, wanted to just honor our HR office. I won't say her name, but JC is our HR person here. Does a great job. Keeps everything organized and and, uh, squared away. And so I want to talk about a few HR facts here. For example, I came across these HR facts. Uh, Let's see. This is from the SHRM.org magazine. SHRM. It's the HR magazine for HR professionals here. Just came out spring 2019. Three benefits that are on the rise amongst employees across the United States. Employers are increasingly offering these perks to meet the changing needs of their new workers. 81% compared to only 73% offer telemedicine services. So that's like a subscription or a way to, instead of having to go into the doctor or into a walk-in clinic, uh, someone can uh, get a prescription or get a consultation online. Uh, Let's see here. 75% last year compared to 69% the year before offer employee discount programs like employee discount pharmacy, employee discounts in the services that they provide, Elder care and referral services, 67%, up 5% from the previous year of 62%. Elder care and referral services, recognizing that the workforce has aging parents that they're caring for. Here's another little interesting fact, and uh, this might apply to some people here on Guam. What motivates gig workers? Now, gig workers are people that pick up little extra work here and there. They pick up, you know, a side gig. Like, it kind of refers to what people that play in a band do, but really it's anyone that picks up a little side work, sometimes for cash. 10% pick it up, uh, pick up business-based gigs to stay busy or active. 37% need income to support themselves and their families. This is kind of like what I did when I was refing soccer here on Guam. Some of it was to stay active and some of it was really to give us a little extra cash while the kids are in college. 22% supplement their income with gig work. 22% of people that take gigs, they're supplementing their income. 7% uh, 
put it in savings for a financial goal or life event. And 8% are working gigs uh, for faster access to income. So maybe they, you know, cash, maybe they don't have the cash flow. And so by doing some cash jobs or some jobs that pay on an irregular basis, they might be able to get some more done. There's a couple other HR things. I want to talk about some of the, some of the facts about resumes, recruiting, etc. Uh, fewer Americans are on the move. Now, this is, of course, continental United States. The U.S. mover rate has hit a record low as 90% of the population stays put. So only 10.1% of the American working population last year moved, <coughs> whereas just 50 years prior, over 20% was moving frequently. And then here's cities and one state that will pay you to actually move there for work. Harmony, Minnesota provides up to $12,000 in cash rebates to residents who build new homes there. Tulsa, Oklahoma offers remote workers who relocate to the city discounted rent and free utilities for three months, as well as 10000 cash stipend for those who stay in the program for one year. Baltimore, Maryland, contributes 10000 in loans for the purchase of distressed and formerly distressed properties. The loans are forgivable over a five-year period. New Haven, Connecticut, offers interest-free loans of 10000 to new homeowners, along with 30000 to make energy-saving upgrades. The loans are forgivable. And the entire state of Maine helps workers who are recent college graduates by sub- subtracting the amount the individual pays in student loans from what they owe in state income tax. That's a pretty good benefit right there. Because, uh, especially for someone that really actually is earning a lot, but they have a lot of income tax, but they have a big student debt, they can get out of debt quicker, theoretically. Or they might just get themselves in deeper debt quicker. Just depends. Uh, Here's some facts about human resources. The average pay raise is 4.5%, and 88% of businesses plan to give employees raises this year. This is... uh, This is as of actually previous year. 57% of organizations view employee retention as a problem. 22% of new hires leave their jobs within 45 days of being hired. Reasons include poor performances and temperament issues. A full 46% of new hires fail and are let go from their jobs within 18 months of being hired. Only 11% of these are for a lack of skill, with 89% for reasons of motivation and lack of coachability. New hires that undergo a structured onboarding program are 58% more likely to be with the company after three years. The cost of employee turnover ranged from 30% to 150% of the employee's salary. 54% of organizations do not have a written or verbal policy that addresses workplace romance, but the numbers that do, 42% is up sharply from just 20% in 2005. And of those organizations with a workplace romance policy, 99% ban dating between superiors and subordinates. Well, that's bare minimum there, I would say. Hey, joining the studio, by the way, is a, a voice from the recent past. Uh, Lawrence Nagengast is here. How's it going, Lawrence? It's good. Got a little treat. You came up here. at the right time. Yeah, you know, just a little chocolate muffin. Haven't had one of these since Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Your voice trailed off there. Uh, <laughs> that's a seven-layer bar made by our staff baker. I remember now we've gotten one on the way up here. Really? Wow. Yeah, they're Good thing good. you took the stairs. Yeah, I did. I took yeah, all see, 26 stairs. You burned one piece so, of toasted coconut. 
<laughs> That's probably about right. Well, while you're munching on that, I'm going to share with the listeners a few more HR facts. Then I'm going to take a very short break, come back, and talk about my favorite things here. Uh, 41% of job seekers search for jobs while in bed. 38% search during their commute. 30% search for new jobs while at work. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. 18% search for jobs uh, from a restroom. That's kind of embarrassing. Uh, 79% of candidates are likely to use social media in their job search. 93% of companies use LinkedIn for recruiting. 89% of recruiters have hired someone through LinkedIn. The average time spent uh, by recruiters looking at your resume is five to seven seconds. Do you know that 76% of resumes are discarded for an unprofessional email address? You know, like... I am zippy hoppy number three exclamation point. Or BLT on whole wheat. There you go. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) My favorite Bible verse. There's, there's one of our friends has a, has a, her email address is my favorite Bible verse is John three 16 at gmail.com. Have you ever seen that one? No, I haven't. Yeah. If you get an email from her, you'll, you'll know, be like, Oh yeah, this is the longest email address I've ever seen. Um, 2001, 22% of resumes were submitted via email or posted on the web. 26%. 2016, over 90% of resumes are now posted online or sent via email. And basically, it goes on to talk about how the high percentage of employers that look at Facebook and social media when they're considering an employee. Even though the laws protect people from being officially discounted from employment only because they're social media post, if, if, a, if a potential employer says, oh, we saw something on social media and we're not going to hire you, you have grounds to contest that. But if because you can say, well, what did you see? And then you have a chance to explain. Unless unless they do something that was against your policy to begin right. with. Right. Right. So you you can have a policy that says you have to just we don't tell hire them why anybody mm-hmm. who does this. Yeah. And then they have that on their social media. Yeah. Yep. That's that's HR one oh one right there. So but it is good advice for people to uh be careful with their social media, obviously, and don't put anything out there you don't want the whole world to see. Now, I'm going to take just a very short break. When I come back, since the topic of the show was favorite things, we're going to finish up with a few of my favorite things. It's 4.49 p.m. on this Friday, April 5th, episode 309, next to the last episode, mind you. More Live Till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till five the last eight minutes of this episode 309 on this friday april 5th 4 52 p.m here at the khmg studios saturdays noon to two sunday nights 7 to 9 p.m catch us on the rebound we rebroadcast all two hours of the show on 88.1 fm or on live through our stream online khmg.org now i want to talk about a couple things that are my favorite things and since lawrence is here he can chime in and say what his favorite thing is in rapid succession here so, my favorite, okay, now, so I have to put a little disclaimer. Aside from my wife, Tammy, my daughter, Kayla, my sons, Andrew and Zach, and other people, and of course, aside from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and his word, the Bible, and all those things, these are my favorite things. My favorite meal, 
Spaghetti and meatballs, extra meaty sauce. What's yours? Wow. How, how long did you have to prepare these things? I had, I I had more time than you. <laughs> I guess if these are your favorite, um, man, I, I would say like almost like, you know those KFC chicken bowls? Yes. A homemade version. Ooh, with chicken, yes. homemade corn, potato homemade bowl. mashed potatoes. Yes. Like those Sounds things good. put together with a good gravy. and Okay. Yeah. Favorite, that, that's up there. favorite cold drink, Fresca, usually for me. That's a good drink. I enjoy that one as well. Um, man. Um, if you could get one can of soda at the at the store, what would you get? You know, it's usually it's usually like cherry coke. Cherry mm, coke. Cherry coke's good. Uh, and then my favorite hot drink, Cafe Breva. Yeah, that's mine. Okay, but my favorite coffee drink anywhere on the planet, favorite drink on the planet ever, was uh, a drink, and I'm it's escaping me, but it was a drink at the. Blue Bottle Coffee Company in Shinjuku. They have those. It's out of um, San Francisco. I think it's called the San Francisco is the drink, and it's kind of like a, it's a little bit like a Breva. In Japan. In Japan. Yeah, I like the flat white, which is a little bit more intense yes. uh, uh, on the on the espresso side, um, but kind of a, a mix in between the two of those is really, really good. Mm. Favorite dessert, cherry dump cake with pineapple, coconut, and pecans in the crumble topping. Not a cherry fan, but I would say uh, peanut butter pie. Ooh, uh, ooh, that's really, rich. Is really good. That's rich. Okay, favorite snack is cookies and milk. Any crunchy cookie, but if I was just swinging by the store to get a snack, I would get Chips Ahoy and 2% milk. Mine and anyone's be... ever traveled with me usually sees me grabbing cookies and milk for the room. Yeah, th- that's good. Uh, mine is probably more a little on the savory side, even though I do love sweets a lot. Um, but probably some wheat thins or a club cracker. Mm. Either or. I'll yes. take them both. And and like a nice stiff like Swiss cheese. Oh yes, yes, and, yes, and yes, you yes, just yes. kind of break the Swiss cheese yes. onto the cracker. Let's both get that next I time, and we'll split. Okay, we'll split. Perfect. Um, okay, favorite ice cream, Tin Roof Sunday, hands down. Tin Roof Sunday, my favorite ice cream. Wow, I I have eaten a lot of ice cream in my life, um, but right now the uh, New York Fudge, or Ooh. I'm sorry, the New York the Ben and Jerry's. Yes. Um, it's like super say it's fudge, like, New York super fudge, like, or something. It's New like York that. something. It's yeah. the chocolate ice cream yep. with the with the pieces of fudge yep. and things inside. Yep. It's so good. Uh, let's see here. Favorite fruit: Honeycrisp apples. Man, yeah, I'd probably say an apple. Uh, Honeycrisp are really good. Uh, favorite, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's my favorite too. You, you can't hardly can't hardly beat it. Uh, favorite sport to watch on TV for me: NFL football. Um. If it, if it's a tournament I'm into, it'd be golf mm. by far. Mm. Masters uh, is coming up. This yeah, week. which which that would be. I mean, the Masters, the majors, the, the four majors mm-hmm. for golf are the top four things. Then it would be the Ryder Cup, and then it would probably be football. Mm. Okay, and then favorite international city for me, Bangkok, Thailand. Ooh, yeah, that I I, I like Tokyo. Yeah. I like Bangkok a lot. I've been to both. Yep. I like Tokyo a lot. I'm going there Tuesday. I'm pretty yeah, excited about yeah, it. Yeah, that's nice. I'm going in, in uh, end of May. Yeah. Um, favorite American city to visit, not to live necessarily, Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, mine's Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, I love really? that city. Really? I don't know why. I think it's maybe it's a little, it's got a little bit of the uh, millennial hip to it, but it's also super, super uh, nostalgic Civil War start type things. Not nostalgic to me mm-hmm. per se for the Civil War, but American nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, of, of, a, of, a, of a darker time, but very historical, and I love history. All right, and uh, let's see here. Favorite sport to attend in person? That's not a kid's sport. That's not like a high school sport or something, but like college or pro-level sport to attend in person. Mine is Major League Soccer, Kansas City Sporting, That's or Sporting cool. KC. Honestly, again, I would say golf 
is really? a ton of fun to go to. Really? Is I've heard the crowd gets you go, really it's, the it's, energy it's, is the really TV, crazy. It, I would say of because all they the make sports, it be very quiet, which it, makes you pent true. up all that energy. I would say of ever, of all the sports on TV, golf probably does the least justice mm. to its actual crowd of, of the energy and the excitement that's there. It's kind of close on TV, but I mean basketball and football, th- those they're pretty loud and, and on TV. Even there's uh, you know the feeling of that, but golf is pretty intense, especially when you like park at like a par three mm. and they're just bringing oh, in, yeah. you know, shot oh, yeah. after shot yep. and people are just, you know, it's, that's a blast. I, I went to, um, I went to a golf professional PGA tour mm-hmm. golf event growing up that was in my city, um, about five or six years in a row. Wow. And it was, it was just a ton that's of fun. fun. That's a ton fun. Of fun. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, those are our favorite things. I don't know how our listeners fare. Maybe you guys played along and talk to the radio uh, as you're on your way home from church or school or, Driving your errands on Saturday. Lawrence, I know you didn't have much time, but I appreciate okay. you running up here. here. So, and, and the reward is in the bag there for you. So there you go. Like I need and, this. And uh, you have a great weekend, my friend. And I'm going to just close out the show with my listeners here. This was episode 309 here for Live Till 5. Next week is going to be our last episode. I'm not trying to be a downer. You know, really, we have, have enjoyed doing this show for so long. One of my favorite things, the thing that got me thinking about my favorite things was actually this show and thinking about doing this every Friday. It really is one of my favorite things to do. Maybe aside from my Bee Gees Bible study on Thursdays at the House of Chin Fee with all those guys, this is my other favorite thing to do during the week. No one has to pay me to do this. I gladly come up here and do live till five. And uh, it's been a real privilege. Next week, the big finale So make sure you tune in, whether it's on Friday from 3 to 5, Saturday from noon to 2, or Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. And that's it for this week's Live Till 5, episode 309 on this Friday, April 5th, broadcasting from KHMG 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.